0: They do have a timeout, so what I'm not to
1: What up, Dub Nation 2? Another episode of the Catchin' Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host, Zach. My guy, I mean, Back-to-back losses. I mean, people would start freaking out if it was last year. But like, how do you feel after seeing these two games recently? Uh,
0: tw- Twenty-nine and nine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worrying at all. Um, we we'll not worried in- either. We'll get into it, but I. I don't think there's any need to press on the gas or the press on the brakes and say oh the warriors have a problem the warriors have this that they have that they they're not a good team they're 29 and 9 and over the course of this year they've shown in some games without key players that they can beat quality teams last time i checked they were four they have a four and one record against the top five teams in the nba and people are coming out of here and saying they're not a good team because they lost to the Mavericks and in the Pelicans. And granted, the Pelicans game, they were, they decided to rest. At, or Steph was out with his sore left knee, left quad contusion, something like that. And then Draymond decided to, they decided to sit, Draymond. And then JTA was out as well. Um, but the moral of the story with Dallas game. That Steph is still probably in the biggest love of his career. Um, and it's just, just nothing goes down for him at all. Thank you, shot. What's that? I have a 24, Five one of ten. 10.
1: I think one, it we was got one
0: of nine. I got the stat line.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have it pulled up, but I remember the stat. But um, I feel like I'm not worried at all. I know probably Warriors fans may be worried, but are you worried because of like, how his slump has been because like he's been throughout the whole season and it's like um, 42% from the field and then 38% from three. Like that's not his numbers, but like, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah. But
0: I, I mean, when you say that's not his numbers for anyone else in the league, that's an elite I know, that's, season. I know. That's, I know. But the standards. Yeah. I know the standards are so high for stuff. So many fans think that when he shoots those types of numbers, he's not playing well, man. If, damn let's think of a basketball for for example if kevin herter were shooting those types of numbers that's elite level stuff and he would probably be an all-star but for steph with the standards so high he's obvious he's not living up to his expectations i think everyone needs really to cut, cut him some slack um I'm not worried one bit. I just I'm just I'm, pointing out the numbers. Just, yeah, I understand. Uh, I'm not worried about him one bit because through the first couple first two months of the year, he was easily the MVP, MVP front runner, and I still think he is the MVP the front runner, and that's no bias whatsoever. I think Kevin Durant's probably behind him. I think you can put LeBron in that conversation as well. But I think there's no need to worry about Steph Slump. He'll eventually get out of it. Um, but do you think he hesitates too much? Because I feel like he just second guesses I think, himself. I, I, I think right now he's lost a bit of confidence where you see him hesitate the shot, which is why you see all those memes on Warriors Twitter about him, about Steph hesitating shots and crap like that. But when you have Clay Thompson coming back on possibly on Sunday, And then you have an emerging star in Jordan Poole, who – how many points did he score on Monday against the Heat? 32? Uh, 32, 32. 32, and he came off the bench and scored 32. And then you have Andrew Wiggins, who should be an all-star and is playing at all-star caliber level and is like seventh in the league with three-point percentage. You, got, you have other guys who can pick Steph up and carry the Warriors as well. The team, like we said in the previous episodes, this team is deep, and I don't think it will be a problem at all. And I think Steph will get out of his slump, and the Warriors will be back on track and back to competing with the other top two teams in the West, like I've said, then the Suns and the Jazz. So, I mean, because I guess the Warriors we- have both beat on the road. By the way... And I'm just saying, they were out, they were without Draymond. Yeah, they were without Draymond in Utah. They were obviously without Clay and Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins in Phoenix. And I'm not worried at all. And last think- year, last year, let's go. Let's go back to last year. I was, I was worried sick about the Warriors. But I mean, the Warriors have showing me this year, nothing to be worried about. So now I'm going to pass the baton. Two three thin Ethan.
1: Okay, so the whole Steph Big thing, God. I think because I think because we expect Steph to score 30 points because of the whole last season, where if Steph doesn't score 30 points, the Warriors get blown out. I mean, that was a storyline there. And this year, I mean, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Steph scored nine points in against Miami and they won. There was probably other games too where Steph scored like what 15 points and the Warriors still won. We probably covered that. Probably several episodes ago. So, I guess the expectations for Steph are so high. Um, people hold Steph to like the biggest standards I've ever seen in a superstar. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. like Kevin Durant went 8 of 24. I don't know who it was against, but he went 8 of 24 against uh, a team. And I didn't see like Twitter blow up on that. Like, and if Steph goes like, like we did, like 5 of 22. Like, he gets crucified for some reason. I don't know why. No, I just saw
0: the – I saw a screenshot on Twitter this tonight. I think, of House of Highlights' YouTube going off on how Katie airballed the game winner against Indiana last night, and Steph went, like, one for nine from three-pointers. They're so good, and they're so dominant in today's game that they're held to some unreal standards. Like, it's because greatness, my guy. It's exactly, greatness. Exactly. It's greatness. I'm 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 just saying. I'd like to point out real quick, I don't see that type of shit towards Lebron at all.
1: I mean, to be fair, LeBron's been consistent. Like he's still putting up 27, 6, and 6 at the age of 37. I mean, I mean the guy's Michael, been in his Michael, prime
0: for like 20 years. Michael Jordan was doing that. So I mean and we're not gonna get into the goat debate because I think you listen to previous episodes, you know who my goat is. So, um, but I think I think there's I think there's nothing to be worried about. Is the moral of the story with Steph slump? That's just my opinion on it.
1: Yeah. Um. To move away from the the Steph stuff, like the entire game, um, I feel like it was like the same story. Like the losses this season, like the eight other losses this season. Like the defense has been superb. Like they kept it close. Like in the Mavs game, they were down. I guess they got it down within seven. They were down like mostly 10 plus the entire game. It was just the offense disappeared. They couldn't hit shots. And I feel like this whole overpassing uh, is an issue because I feel like there's one play I can, we can talk about if you want to talk about that, where Andrew Wiggins, um, he passed out to an open layup for Damian Lee and Damian Lee missed that. I feel like, do you think that overpassing
0: should be toned down a little bit because of the motion offense? I think there is uh, – first of all, I think the Mavs game was probably the worst offensive performance of the year, and I think it was probably the Warriors' worst loss of the year. Um, it was against Toronto, but that
1: was without Steph, uh, Dre, and, like, all the I, veterans. Th-
0: I, think th- I think Toronto was a scratch off game, honestly. Okay. You don't play – you send Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry home, and then Jordan Pools and cover protocols. No, scratch it. That don't. That don't count. I don't consider that as a worst loss. Um, I think probably the game against Philly and Dallas last night are probably the two worst losses on the year so far. Um, but I think it was obviously the worst offensive performance I've seen in this Warriors team. And I do think there was a, some sense of overpassing last night with Andrew Wiggins, that example, like you said. Um and then once again, it didn't help that the Warriors shot so poorly from the field, and I think they were only held to 82 points. And yeah, 82 points. The second highest was the Nuggets game where they held the Nuggets to like 29 points in the second half, and they only scored 86. Uh, 86. So, yeah, I mean, the ball doesn't fall in the net. I, I don't know what you can do about that, and it, especially if it's not falling when you have open looks. So, um, but I just—it's just that kind uh, of night. Exactly. Um, and I mean, granted it was uh, Dirk Nowitzki's Jersey retirement night. So, I mean, I think, what do you think of the statue though? I think, I think given that, I think giving that, I don't, I think the Mavs are pre, pre, pretty motivated to come out and win that. And I think the Warriors had a little bit of an unfair advantage.
1: What did you think of that statue though, that that was unveiled towards the, at the end?
0: I think, I think, Dirk's ball deserving of it. I think it's a good statue.
1: No, no, the, the statue, like the statue itself. Did you like, like it or what?
0: Oh, I haven't. I don't, I don't I don't think I've seen the statue. Is it him on the fadeaway?
1: Yeah, but it was like three basketballs, which was a weird, weird. It should have just been one. That's
0: but an, that's an iconic move, though. It's an iconic Yeah,
1: move. but like the three basketballs kind of like like the people. I think Twitter flamed it for uh for um, which I'm not gonna say on the podcast. It's Mark but it Cuban, got, it's Mark Cuban, yeah.
0: baby. He's got the one who makes three basketballs. I do do think, I do think, I do think Dirk Nowitzki talking about him. The most underrated thing that he did throughout his career is that he was only one superstar on a Mavs team and he beat a Miami heat team with three superstars on it with Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh. And I think that was massively impressive and not talked about enough. I think in my
1: opinion, that 2011 title run is probably the greatest run I've ever seen in my life. In my life, I feel like there's no debate behind that. Like he beat the defending, he defeat he beat the defending champions in the Lakers. He I think took out Oklahoma City. I don't remember his path, but um the path the Mavs path. But I remember beating the Lakers, beating upcoming OKC, and then beating the Big Three Miami Heat. I mean that's just that's something special. So. Probably the biggest, greatest big man. Argue, can have. I can argue that big man shooter of all time. So, um, I love Dirk Nowitzki in his game.
0: Yeah, you no, know, Steve Nash, probably one of my favorite players. Probably in the top ten for my or top five. I'd say put him in the top five. Honestly, should never been separated from Dirk. I think that's just my opinion. Steve, Canadian, love the guy, um, but moving into uh, we're going to move to new orleans now yeah new orleans um i mean i thought we would come out with the
1: w because i mean i don't want to be disrespectful to the pelicans but you're not being disrespectful
0: you know, you're just speaking your mind baby
1: i thought you know they would come out with a win and cuz the pelicans i don't know it's a messy situation in, in new orleans like zion williamson is out for who knows how long and i feel like there isn't like a structure for New Orleans to build around, so I thought, okay, let's take care of business, go into New Orleans, win, and go back to Sunday where my you're back on Herbert. home court with Clay coming back. Herbert, yeah, but we have a guy named Herbert Jones. No disrespect to him, but Herbert Jones he's beating the Golden
0: State Warriors. He's, he's, he's a guy. He's great. Great. He's great. But and it's Valentinus. Yeah, well, and I'd like to point out that my personal opinion on the fact is I don't think Zion will ever play a game for the New Orleans Pelicans again.
1: I feel like the Pelicans just get gifted and they just throw it all away. They got gifted with Anthony Davis and he let them... mess
0: that one up, Hey,
1: <laughs> They did, and they're about to mess up on Zion Williamson, so... I mean,
0: who granted, knows? they made the playoffs with they- Anthony Davis and they played... They got the swept. They got swept. I understand that, but, I mean, making the playoffs for a small market team like that, I think, is a win. That's just my thoughts on the situation. But I think... Moral of the story are, I think, some points from the game. Jordan Poole, probably one of his... Weaker games. Yeah, he had a rough night. Um, I think there there was a point in the fourth quarter where he had an easy fast break, and he pulled up, just stopped his dribble. Um, Didn't really like that decision. Um,
1: It's like that Emmanuel Quickly play. Do you remember that against the Pacers? Do you remember that play where quickly was on a fast break and he passed it at top end and he got it back and he decided to go run to the three-point line to shoot it instead of the open layup. Yeah. You
0: remember um, that? Some some guys want to be like Steph Curry, but some <laughs> guys aren't all – they're not all Steph Curry. So Jordan Poole, I just got to tell him that you're not Steph Curry, man. You're more athletic than he is. Just take it to the rack. Come on. Um it's easy but, too. But – I think I think once again you saw another consistent Andrew Wiggins game, um, another game to prove why he should be an All Star. He's the fourth. He's fourth in uh, All Star voting. So that's like for thing. the forwards,
1: for the forwards. So uh, Clay's fourth.
0: Clay's fourth for All Star voting. He hasn't played a damn game. So that's impressive. Wait,
1: that's I guess that's there's some of the flaws in the fan voting system because I love Clay. Don't get me wrong. We Clay love Clay here, it.
0: but he deserves. It, yeah, but he
1: doesn't. Opinion. I mean. If you're injured, you don't. Nah, you can't play. He deserves
0: it. He deserves it. will okay. be playing in the All-Star game. Don't worry, he's playing. He's fine. <laughs> um, hey, who knows? But when you get minutes from Cristioza, Moses Moody, Jonathan, Kuming- oh, okay, no disrespect to Jonathan Kaminga, but minutes from those guys, you're gonna have some rough minutes. And I do think there's a little bit of skeptical coaching from Steve. I think Steve Kerr's done a tremendous job this year, but I think not starting Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins in the fourth quarter was a little bit fishy and skeptical. I didn't really like that decision. Um, Those are my thoughts on that. But I think once again, during this game, we saw Jonathan Kamiga's upside and his potential that he can bring to the Warriors. Um, I'm going to put it out here right now, probably five to seven years. He's going to be the MVP in this league. I agree with that. I agree with that. this kid's going to get even better. He can. I think he can seriously guard one through five. Um, and I take back all of what I said about how the Warriors should trade the picks, et cetera. No, they shouldn't have never traded the picks because Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman. Those five are going to be carrying the Warriors in five, year, five six years. So. Um, but I think overall just the Pelicans game was just – I I wouldn't call it a trap game, but being without your, with being without two Hall of Famers, um, it was just another bad offensive performance again, and that's all. Yeah, but it is what it is, though. I mean, and it's only it's it's not like the Warriors are in seventh place in the West and they're fighting for a playing game. They're currently in second place, I think, with the Suns beating the Clippers. I'm pretty sure. So they're. Twenty-nine and nine. Um, I can pull up the updated standings real quick. But the they're are t-
1: behind. They're behind the Suns, I think, because they lost. They're uh, um, probably a game behind because they won
0: twenty-nine team. and nine. It's a very good record, and all the Warriors should be getting ready is for is Sunday when we have the presumptive return of number eleven, Clay Thompson, and I think that'll be. I think. Honestly, it'll be a very emotional night, but I think that that is an important game for the Warriors, who have now lost two consecutive games for the first time this year, and then they'll have to go on the road and with a brutal road trip where you play the Grizzlies, you play the Bucks. Oh my God! It, it's I think that this road trip will probably be the toughest this year. Um, if you I mean, it would be schedule. a biggest test, biggest test schedule-wise. Um, we can preview it on Sunday's episode after the. Uh, Clay's return, but the Warriors I think I think it'll be like I said it'll be an emotional night on Sunday if Clay returns but I think it'll be a big game cuz I think a win going into that road trip will be key coming off of of um, first time losing back-to-back games Man for the whole Clay stuff like
1: I love Clay Thompson but $200 for nosebleeds I mean would you pay that much money for nosebleeds
0: that's like a uh, would I play that type of money for nosebleeds to see that game? Yes, for that experience, yes, I'm willing to pay that. Fair enough. I I, I seriously think it's an experience of a lifetime. Honest, That's I wouldn't true. say a, I would. I would say it's probably one of the better sports experiences this year in terms of a top seventy five player and one of the greatest shooters of all time coming back. Um from two catastrophic uh, leg injuries and playing for the first time in I think it was like 900 days, ESPN said. 933, um, I think. I but, think. Uh, go check out the uh, Catching Dubs pod Instagram story and then click on the uh, Malika Andrews' video about Steph Curry narrating uh, Clay Thompson's return video. Very good video. Made me tear up. It's a good one.
1: It was a great video. Great video.
0: Props to ESPN. We need more stuff content. (laughs) I agree with that. I agree with that. I'll wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. Episode 66 in the books. Uh, Thank you all for listening to episode 66 and thank you all for the just tremendous support. We're getting on the pod. Let's keep it going. Keep it rolling, heading into 2022. Cause we are currently in 2022. So let's keep it rolling through 2022. That didn't make any sense, but we're fine. Uh, make sure you follow <laughs> we're gonna us We're going to be pumping Instagram out content. And at Catching Dubs Pod and on Twitter, Dubs Pod. Um, make sure you leave a rating or review on Apple podcast and we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, y'all. See y'all later.